Welcome to the Lost Light uh, AEW uh, Dynamite uh, and whatever else uh, recap show. It's been way long time since we've re- recorded. Um, I've had conflicts. Caleb's had conflicts. It, you know, yep. it's, it's, it's hard to get time together uh, to record every once in a while. But we're back. We made it happen. We're For this here. episode, we would. Yeah. Post pay per view, uh, yeah. dynamite. Um, yeah, spoilers ahead if you haven't watched or watched Double or Nothing and didn't watch tonight. I don't know why you would be listening to this, <laughs> but uh, spoilers ahead um, for the for both. Yeah, so so CM Punk wins the championship. Yes, at uh, which so let's 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 take a couple couple minutes to talk about the the pay per view if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Can I preempt this, Caleb? Yeah. Uh, preempt me. Before, so in in the lead up to the big uh, tag team championship bout, I get a work ping. Okay. These idiots. Are you talking about Sunday night as you're so, as you're watching? Yeah. This, is, this is like eleven thirty yeah. at night. Yes. These idiots are pinging. And so I'm like, oh my, I can't. <laughs> you know, like, all right, let me just go over here. Just get the, to sit on this computer for a little bit. It'll be fine. I'll tell these people to go away. That's how they get you. <sighs> and then, and then, then that, that was gone. Uh, and I wasn't able to tune back in again until uh, midway through the final match. So, Whew. It's not not a happy day uh, for me. That's okay. I, I will say, um, my dogs just could not hold it any longer during the uh, CM Punk Hangman match. I had to step away, so I, I did miss a little bit of that match uh, at some point. I mean, it's a seven hour pay per view. Yeah, you know, yeah those, it was. There's a lot to ask of those two dogs in there. To you know, yeah, should have got. There was other opportunities that I missed, so partly on me, but. Uh, yeah, so I actually tuned in a little late. Anyways, I missed the MJF match. Um, mm, yeah, the first match of the night was the the MJF uh, Wardlow match. Which, I mean, I, I'll go ahead and say um, MJF has worked me, uh, worked me over good <laughs> because I was in a tizzy uh, over the week. I had theories going. I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is going to be bad for AEW, bad for their tv deal coming up you know no it's gonna be the best thing ever for AEW. like yeah my my word i mean that like you you could have put the words he was saying tonight the promo he delivered tonight and put rick flair's image from the 80s on there and like <laughs> that's how good he was you know like he commanded and, and what he was saying was true he can make us feel all that just with his words and then he goes in there and backs it up in the ring and, yeah, um, yeah, man, uh, genius to open. I mean, not genius to open up with that. They actually had to open up with that uh, because that it would just be the question all night, right? Yeah, it, it would have overshadowed would be, whatever else came before. Exactly, a disservice to everybody else if you're like, oh, the, well, yeah, they're just going to be on Twitter tweeting about MJF instead of uh, watching the matches that are happening. Same thing with tonight. I'm glad they, they kind of got out in front of it early. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, I do think it would have been 
killer if that promo ended the show uh, and then they just cut to black and then that's all we're left with is, you know, what, what happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it might've fed into it more because they did not discuss anything that happened in that ring with MJF after they cut to black and went to commercial. There was no like recap of what he did, the uh, JR and them, they didn't mm-hmm. bring it up. So I'm sure, I mean, I'm, I know it's part of the storyline. They wouldn't have let him go that long. Right. That yeah. was way too long on a live mic if he was going rogue. So, um, yeah. And they knew, they knew when to, to hit the bleep at the end. Yeah. You know, he, he dropped, he dropped the S bomb, but then when he started going into full blown, you know, curse tirade, uh, yeah, they, they cut it. Yeah. Yeah. It's live TV. Uh, you know, it's, it's basic cable. So they, they are allowed a certain number of normal cusses, but, yeah, they knew exactly when to hit the the bleeper, so they knew uh, what was going on. It is, you know, it it's a hundred percent a work now. I think the the sort of interesting parts of the storyline that we'll never know the truth of is how much of the previous stuff fed into this. Yeah, um, you know, m- skipping out on the meet and greet. I mean. At this point, I'm not putting anything over. I mean, that's genius to be like, look, it's known in, in these circles that you're unhappy. You know, mm-hmm. let's do this. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, we're going to have some angry fans. We're going to pay back a little bit. But, you know, uh, hopefully the, the audience it brings to the pay-per-view and then to the dynamite after, uh, you know, balances that out. But then again, I, I read something over the weekend that... um this was this was like double or nothing, or maybe the day after that. It said that like backstage talent, um, other wrestlers were kind of like pissed because they think that MJF got like a, a pay like payoff just to perform at double or nothing to basically mm. get through until they had that meeting with Tony. He had that meeting with Tony Khan, and that yeah. you know that if he's getting paid like a bonus outside of his contract, I could understand how those guys, but. That's also, I think the me- I think the wrestling media got worked this weekend too, and they're kind of pissed <laughs> about it as well. So, and they usually don't get worked, you know. Um, they're usually the ones that are not. So, we'll yeah. see. It, it's, I, I mean, I don't think MJF's getting fired. I don't think he really called Tony Khan a mark on TV, and you know, without Tony Khan's approval. So, yeah, yeah. No, this we're we're all caught up now, and we're. Um, we're all on the same page as far as this is all, this is all part of the storyline at this point. Yeah. Um, question, questionable coming into it. Um, but yeah, if they legitimately were like buying or, or leaking reports about plane tickets, that that's, genius. that's genius, uh, genius shenanigans to help, uh, boost sales of the pay-per-view. I mean, we, we, we want to talk about it and all, but I mean, just, I, I mean, I guess anything to bring eyes to the product, right? Him talking mm-hmm. about the game seven and I don't know if that turned people away or just got the conversation going. I mean, I don't know, but AEW does it again, dude. Uh, th- this, this pay-per-view I do think was bloat was obviously more bloated than we've seen before. Yeah. So whereas in pay-per-views before it's basically been like a perfect card other than maybe like a match. 
Uh, this one definitely could have had three or four get cut off of it, and then you would have had a you know a perfect card. But um, yeah, all in all, it was great. And you, this is the future because AEW has too much talent. Um, until Ring of Honor gets going and can start you know supporting their own shows and everything, you're going to have this bloat because you need to have these people have time. So yeah, you know. yeah, you've got you've got them on the the payroll, um, and you can do it. I think it's. You know, it becomes on us as the the consumers to kind of figure out where we want to, yeah, take our dogs for a walk or uh, make well, some I, popcorn or whatever. I so. think what what saves them from versus WWE, which has been doing this for years, has been bloating their uh, even their regular pay per views to you know crazy lengths. Mm-hmm. Is the matches are really good? Are, are the majority of the matches were really good Sunday? So if, if yeah. it becomes where it's only there's only two one or two that were really good and the rest of them were TV matches, you know, um, then that's that's bad. But I mean, when the majority of them were were really solid pay per view worthy matches, then you yeah, know you're like, still doing good. The thing that I would see on the, the WWE stuff is like squash matches on a pay per view. I'm like, what? No, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I mean, like super waste. duper, like weird gimmick matches, you know, I mean, hair versus hair, stuff like that. I know we have one of those coming up and that's great, but like on a pay-per-view, you know, yeah, that's kind of, but speaking of, uh, gimmick matches in a pay-per-view, uh, anarchy in the arena, my God, I was watching on Sunday and up until those last three matches, I mean, those last three matches stole the show, but I was like, man, revolution was way better. And that wasn't just because I was there, but I was like, (laughs) like revolution was way better, but anarchy in the arena, dude, that was crazy. Eddie Kingston's a wild man. (laughs) All of them, uh, you know, didn't every, everyone. uh, Yeah. Yeah. All of them. But I mean, Kingston with the gasoline, I mean, incredible. And he just poured it on his own teammate too. I I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) just yeah just he complete disregard yeah Ugh. I, I love that wild thing was playing for like seven minutes of the <laughs> match <laughs> until they could slowly work their way over there to destroy it um yeah it's and like, i think yeah. it was the right decision to have um jericho and them win i think they do better um kind of fighting from the top and uh, yeah, you know they they need a win because I mean, besides Jericho, we we know that what I think about kind of the rest of those guys, and uh, I mean Danielson, Moxley, Kingston, that's pretty strong people to be going up against. So yeah, yeah that's one of those uh, those opportunities where the it doesn't matter if they win or lose, you still love. Uh, Kingston and you still love Moxley yeah. and you still love Danielson and, and Santana it, and Ortiz. It's like they could lose every match ever. And I would still tune in to watch them because they're just, they're good and they bring it. And you would still be like, these dudes are badasses. Yeah. Oh man. You, oh, actually they've lost 50 in a row. That's crazy because <laughs> they, they bring it every time, man. These dudes are badasses. So, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, Anarchy in the arena was 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 incredible. The match that came right after the um, the triple threat match for the mm-hmm. uh, tag team championship, another incredible match. And I really like what they're doing with uh, Christian, 
this like subtle, these subtleties I've, I've been picking up on. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, you said you were kind of busy actually, right? Yeah. Um, so after the match, uh, the, the Jurassic express one, and usually jungle boy like climbs up on the rope and is talking to the fans and Luchasaurus kind of comes underneath them and, and, um, has him up on his shoulders, you know? Right. Yeah. Christian like kind of like stepped right in front of Luchasaurus and put him up on his shoulders and Luchasaurus was kind of looking around. And then <laughs> tonight he like, after they lost, he kind of pushed Luchasaurus away, took jungle boy under his wing, you know, hugged mm-hmm. him. It's all right, man. We, we win them and win some, lose some. But, uh, so yeah, I like what they're doing with that. I, I love Christian. He's a, a favorite of mine. Um, so glad to see him getting some, some direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, big, uh, other big thing, uh, Miro appeared. Miro returned. Yeah. Tonight. Um, he looked, he looked good. He looked good. Um, I'm surprised that match went as long as it did. Like I know Johnny elite, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's good, but I, I figured Miro's return would have been a little bit more of a squash match. But um, that I mean, it's a solid competitor. That was a, that's a good win. Johnny's Johnny Elite. Yeah, is he part of the Elite? That's confusing, right? Um, or is it just all Elite? So he's Johnny Elite, I guess. Yeah, I he's. Guess. Uh, yeah, I went. I went and looked at, up his Wikipedia page, and yeah, he basically just uh, takes uh, when he wrestles for different promotions, he uh, okay. attacks something out of Johnny that's related to the promotion. Yeah. Johnny Impact or. Yeah. Johnny New Japan. Yeah, I got okay. So so yeah, he's not part of uh the elite, the undisputed elite, uh, but has that name nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked you know, I, I get why you, you kind of would you would have Miro come in and uh have a squatch mash and be like, Oh, he's better than ever. But at the same time I like the aspect of having him come in and having him have a a longer match and having him show that he's like he's still there and he can still do it and he's still got the chops well yeah i mean so the the idea to have a squash match is to show how strong he is but i mean you do the same thing by having him beat a tougher opponent that just takes him a little longer to do um it just i was just surprised that it went through a commercial break and everything i thought i would have thought he would have been a quick, oh yeah you know really smash a guy a couple times and get out of there. But, um, yeah, good for him. I'm, I'm looking to see where he goes. Does he go for, is he, is he going to be like a challenger for the heavyweight or is he going back to the TNT? Cause they do need some new blood in the TNT oh. division. Um, especially now that Sammy's not going to be involved in it. Yep. Uh, I mean, they had, AEW has an abundance of people they could do that with, but, um, looking to see where he goes. And I was really um, intrigued. We, we, I guess we didn't. This is probably the big, big news of the night. Um, I was looking to see who was going to show up over the next few weeks from New Japan to right. set up the Forbidden Door. Because you would figure they would throw, a, I mean, the one promotion out of the two that has, you know, television time like that would, would want to do some promoting. And um, I thought maybe Tanahashi would be would would be involved, but I, I think we all thought Okada would be like the the headliner. But I'm I'm glad we got a uh, what little we got from Tanahashi, and if if he's gonna, yeah. I was wondering if they were gonna do a champion versus champion, or if since Punk's champion of AEW, he would you know fight a Tanahashi while Okada gets 
someone else, you know, an up and comer from, or someone else who does, who's not the champion from AEW. Yeah. So that how still leaves the door for Danielson. How far off are we from the forbidden door? It's like a month. It's, I think it's the end of June. It seems, it seems crazy to, I mean, I, I you told him, I don't know. Unless I'm like, wrong and it's July, but I thought it said June 26th. Either way, it's, Seems like far enough out that, you know, we they have sold all of the tickets. There's no need to sell more tickets. No, but I, I think you need to. I don't to think let... anybody's buying paper, pre-ordering the pay-per-view this early. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess it is still a month out, but I just figured they would start teasing it. I mean, they got to assume that, uh, even though a lot of us know New Japan, they got to assume that most of the American audience doesn't. Mm. You know. And need to kind of give these guys a video package of, you know, Tanahashi's greatest hits or, or something. Oh yeah. If we, if we could get like Tanahashi then, uh, next week on dynamite. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Like, let, let's see who, who this guy is, or here's a, here's, you know, a promo reel of, of some of his big moments and stuff and get him on, get him yeah. on dark. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. And then, I mean, Okada, I, I would have figured Okada would have at least shown up in person before, you know, um, even if it's mm-hmm. the the dynamite before the the show, I would have yeah. figured that we would we'd lay eyes on him. But they got a lot of setting up to do. I mean, you figure if they, if they're going to have six to eight matches on that card, I mean, is is it all going to be AW versus someone from New Japan? Or uh, so I mean, we know right now we think we know Punk Tanahashi, so that's right. So like seven other matches. Yeah, and I mean it's. Uh, it's AW. They love their three ways. So, oh yeah, uh, there's got you know there's going to be something interesting there. Well, I mean, I, I, I let you know that um, New Japan has a lot of stables too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaos, Bullet Club, uh, Suzuki Goon, uh, Los Ingobler Nobles. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a few. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really excited about this, uh, this next month. And see what, see where this is going. Um, so, where do you fall on? Do, do you like that CM Punk won the belt? Do you think it was time? Do you think Hangman got the raw end of the deal? I. So I was thinking about it as I was watching Dynamite. Um, just for the the amount of work that. CM Punk has been putting in. Uh, I'm I'm glad that he's got it because I don't want to say that Hangman's kind of been sitting on his laurels or anything like that, but uh, it it CM Punk is like week after week he's been putting in the work and like whether it's an opening match or a closing match, almost every week he's he's doing it. Yeah, um, and selling it and. So for him to be the champ, if he keeps up that level of like commitment to the company um, and just putting in that much work, absolutely uh, have no problem with it. But uh, man, his performance this evening, it was, it was a little sloppy and you could tell like, he was pissed. Yeah. His promo afterwards was like, keep learning. I'm going to keep learning. Yeah. I mean, it, it started at the pay-per-view. He tried to do those couple buckshot lariats. 
Mm-hmm. I think he I think he tried twice, and uh, his his knee like gave out both times, which is kind of scary both times. But um, that that didn't look good. And then yeah, he slipped coming off the rope. Uh, there was a, a little bit of sloppiness. That's why I mean, I think he he's not like perfect in the ring, but I think he's as close as he, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think. Plus, you get you know he he's not super young, so it's not like you got a couple more years of being like, all right, see him, you know, <laughs> another eighteen months, and we think you'll be there, bro. So you know, I mean, plus, like I, I was, we were talking in a group chat. I didn't even realize that this show was in Chicago, but that's even bigger, you know, uh, the show in Chicago, and I'm sure they want the, this the show forbidden to, door. Yeah, so I mean, that doesn't hurt, and you know. But he, he's been putting in the work. He, he's wrestled a lot of a lot of the young talent, a lot of the other guys. Mm-hmm. He's been on the mic. He's been at the commentary desk. He really has been putting in the work. Hangman, I think I don't think he was it was anything wrong with his championship run. I think some people are just better at the chase, and some people are better, you know, when everyone's chasing them. And that that's not nothing bad. That's not anything bad against Hangman. But his chase was a special story, and it, you know it's going to be hard to you know live up to that. Uh, yeah. It's a two year long, you know, will it, will he, won't we story that was like culminated in such a great way. Um, you know, we know he wasn't going to be champion for the end of, for all time, uh, you right. know, so. Yeah. And he's a great um, underdog. Yeah. This, this will reset him. He can have some, uh, you know, uh, confidence issues again, you know, go back down to maybe spirals again or whatever. It'll be interesting to see, but I mean, they know that we, we know we can build them back up because we've done it before. So, you know, yeah, or he's, maybe, he's, maybe we'll see a little bit more of a vindictive hangman to see, get a, get, get a bit of a heel hangman for a little ooh. while, you know? Yeah. And we know he's, he's one of those people that, uh, the audience will always be there to support him, uh, no matter what, um, you know, where yeah. it's like. Yeah, lose th- lose thirty matches in a row. We don't care. We're still here for you. Well, I, I also think that all right. If if you were to poll all of AEW's audience and say, mm-hmm. "Here's your two options. Uh, you can only choose one. You want Hangman to get the championship back, or you want him to, you know, have some resolution with the stu- with uh, the Young Bucks and the rest of the Elite." I think a lot of them would choose that they would want to see that story. They want to see what, you know, yeah. cause that, that's like lingering back in the background. They touch on it from time to time. So, I mean, his, his bigger story is doesn't even involve the championship. And so there's still stories to be told with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's kind of the double edged sword of the, the championship is when, when you're the champ, your, your whole storyline is it's that is that. And it's like, taking those matches and defending the championship and certain people can do it. And certain people, it's more interesting to, yeah. Like you said, see that conflict of like, yeah, you've got this backup story from, uh, however many years previous with bullet club stuff that's going on. And now that you've got a huge amount of bullet club past and present. Oh yeah. on the on the the card, like yeah, we want to see what's going on there. Yeah, and especially if this is not just gonna if if they want this to be like a like regular partnership with them and everything for the next little while. Mm-hmm. I mean, there we could be due for a lot of like 
trip down bullet club memory lane and you know, yeah. who was, who was who and who was friends and what happened to these guys and everything. So, uh, and yeah, you're right. The, the belts, the belt is really good, but the belt can also kind of be, you know, the elephant in the room or kind of be a mm-hmm. detriment to, to some, I think the, I think all of the elite, I've said it before, the young bucks and all of them, the way they can tell stories and everything. And most of the time it's not even about championships, but th- they do a good job telling their stories. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, man, I'm glad we got to fire these mics up and, uh, all right, Caleb, one, one last topic. Yeah. Okay. Julia Hart. Oh, <laughs> Finally, we get some resolution there. Uh, she's a member of the House of Black. The, the evil that was spit into her eye took hold. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that opens up so much because a lot of people have been sprayed, you know? So, mm-hmm. it, it, or, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I do think... Um, this is a great opportunity from her because I mean, walking around with um, Malachi black and them is, is way better than, than Griff Garrison and, and Pillman. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you, so you're going to get more attention and everything right there. Um, I really hope she can make, you know, some strides in the women's division. I got to say, I don't, I don't remember many matches with her, uh, but I hope she, you know, shoots up the singles ranked. Uh, the women, you know, could use more strong competitor. Mm-hmm. in the division. So hopefully she gets a big push there. And I mean, if it opens the door that anybody who gets sprayed could, could be converted to this cult. I mean, that's a cool, that's a cool story from now on. I mean, kind of makes getting sprayed in the eyes even worse. You know, you don't want any of your favorite tag teams, one of them to get sprayed in the eyes, yeah. you know, or what, or whatever, uh, or your favorite guy. So that's cool. I mean, I hope it, hopefully it advances both of the stories. Cause, uh, I got to say, I, I missed the Death Triangle or whatever versus House of Black, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's time for House of Black to move on to someone else. Uh, and Death Triangle, too. I think they've both kind of been stuck just fighting each other. And I'd yeah. like to see the, the pieces get moved around. But yeah, and that's the, you know, the, the, the three, the teams of three that uh, the AEW loves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the the Julia Hart stuff. Um, uh, I I assume part of like when she was just um, hanging out uh, with the Hollywood blondes, uh, doing nothing. Uh, she was training a lot. Uh, I think she did have one match uh, where she looked pretty good. Uh, but I also like the idea of having. Um, a female character that that is that exists in that sort of uh, darker realm that isn't full Abaddon cosplay like demon stuff, but just yeah. someone who's a little bit more uh, heavy metal. Obviously, you know Ruby Soho's got the punk rock, but uh, there's yeah. I mean, females can be cult members too. Yeah, you know. So I mean, she's she's she could be right there with them. So yeah, um, yeah, she's not a demon, but she's she's just kind of one of these people that got sucked into this cult is kind of what I I I kind of like got it, you know. Yep. She just like these other two who you know uh, Malachi's corrupted or whatever. Yeah. So. Well. All right, Caleb. All right. We did it. We did it. 
We sat down, we recorded, the mics are still hot. They still work. They still work. That was the question going in. <laughs> but we did it. We'll uh we'll try to figure it out. It's gonna be a little tougher to be regular with uh over the summer, but we'll see. We'll definitely Yeah. When we're, we're not hanging to. we're not hanging up the, the, the jerseys yet. No, not the not the wrestling jerseys. We're not hanging those <laughs> up. <laughs> Anytime. All right, well, till all are one. Till all are one. <laughs>